Get ready for comedy. Elmo's horny. Politics. The gay spin on the story was like, Queen Elizabeth fucking loves us. Pop culture. I'm not a sports fan. I don't follow this shit. ADD Jeff. Fuck you. I hate you. <laughs> Sexual harassment of celebrity guests. And you are always welcome in my apartment in New York City. And by my apartment, I mean my bed. <laughs> and poetry. Hotter than Vesuvius. More well endowed than the Mastodon. It's the Adam Sank Show on Derek and Romaine 2.0. And for the next hour, you're in the ass. And now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom. Yes, you're in my ass again. It's very hot ass. It's so hot in my ass. It's been a whole week since they ordered that air conditioner and still nothing. Yes, we are once again in a sweltering studio coming at you live, actually not live, coming at you taped from Times Square. Today is Sunday, July 30th, uh, and uh, we are still suffering through the Derek and Romaine heat wave of 2017. But hopefully the next time you'll hear us, we will be as as cool as cucumbers. Um, no phone calls this show. We are uh, we are pre-recorded, so don't call us up. But remember, you can always email me at adam at adamsank.com. You can also tweet at me at adamsank. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm fucking everywhere, and it's exhausting. Yeah. All that social media is exhausting, Jeff, don't you think? I do. I had to actually delete my scruff profile. As an unemployed gay man, I felt it was too distracting, and I was looking for more dick than I was for work. So, yeah. I find that... Uh, Admirable. Thank you. I admire you for doing that. I actually recently just uh, deleted Scruff myself. I'm not on any of the apps anymore. Those apps, it's like uh, you're fucking playing the lottery. For sure. Uh, And in fact, that dovetails very nicely with something I wanted to talk about today, which is this. (laughs) The headline, syphilis infection rates recently hit the highest peak in 20 years, and the rise of infection can be linked to dating apps. I agree with that. I just spilled water all over the console. <laughs> That's how upset I am about the syphilis rates. Um, according to the uh, National Coalition of STD Co- Directors, that's a real thing, syphilis rates are through the roof, the highest they've been in 20 years, and the rise of infection can be linked to dating apps. Syphilis can manifest itself, itself with a chain of reaction of deadly symptoms, or at times no symptoms at all, like in that movie with Meryl Streep. Right. Uh, Florence Foster Jenkins. Uh, The slow-moving virus can become fatal if unrelated. Between 2014 and 2015, the number of syphilis cases reported to the CDC rose by 17.7%. And here's the kicker. 60% of those cases were male-on-male sex. I mean, sometimes it presents in a nice rash that goes on the palms of your hands and on the soles of your feet, which is a Mm. clear indicator that it's syphilis. That's hot. Just so you know. Not that I have any personal experience. In Florida, the rash of syphilis cases is being dubbed a syphilis tsunami. Wow. Which is some good alliteration. Uh, yes. Syphilis tsunami. Um, thank this you, Lexi. Is gay. Thank you, Lexi. I'm sorry that I spilled water all over the place. I just got too excited. So dating apps like Grindr and Scruff provide a sexual health section where users can list their STD status. But it's unlikely that that section is used very often, according to the article. And if, even if it is, no one's going to say, like, I have syphilis, because if you know you have it, you're going to get treated for it. It's the people that don't know. But wouldn't you rather... Okay, so here's the thing. Like, when you c- catch any STD and, you know, uh, the public health 
office calls you and they, they're like, who were your partners? We'll call them for you if you're too embarrassed or whatever. Like, wouldn't it just be easier if you were able to have a couple extra steps on Scruff? Like, hey, I hooked up with this one, so we'll put a pin in it. And then when you do your next STD test and you show positive for something, you can just like look at all the pins and be like, yeah, got syphilis, got syphilis, got syphilis, blah, blah, blah. You, know? you can tell that Jeff works in IT because his brain works in a, in a very methodical way. I mean, that would be a great idea, but nobody would ever do it. It would be very hard to get I people. would. I'd, I'd much rather notify people over over the gay dating app than, the, than by the phone or text. So in other words, you wouldn't even have to know their name. You would just know their profile yeah. and be like, hey, we just fucked and I have syphilis. Well, because how Merry many Christmas. names do you remember? How many um your past six months worth of scruffing? I remember none. I don't even know your name. <laughs> quite honestly. But um, but good for you on giving up the apps. I do think that, I, I think it's not just the apps, it's prep. It's the fact that everyone's barebacking. For sure. Um, and by everyone, I mean everyone. Me. No, everyone. <laughs> everyone's doing it. I mean, and, and listen, there's been a lot of backlash against that. And the fact is straight people, um, for the most part, don't use condoms if the woman's on birth control. And, and you know, it's, it's unrealistic to expect gay men to use condoms every single time. Um, especially when the threat of HIV AIDS is so much lower than it ever was with people being medicated and everyone on PrEP. But there's a cost to that. There's a cost to all that barebacking, which is you get syphilis, you get these um, resistant bacterial infections, gonorrhea, chlamydia. So I think the answer is to just find one person that you love and are attracted oh to and have sex with him and him alone now you're making me for the rest up. of your life. And I've been trying to do that for 25 years, Jeff, but right. I, I, of the thousands I've had sex with, I just haven't found that one. Do you really think it's more prevalent among the gay men, the barebacking stuff? I mean, don't you think that with PrEP and with um, uh, RU486 or some other of the birth control mechanisms that are used after the fact, don't you think that the straight population is just as yeah, often I just taking advantage? Oh, I okay. literally the just way, said that. Then I heard it wrong because the way I heard it, I thought you were saying that the gay men were doing it more. No, the fact is everyone's fucking without condoms and, and it shouldn't just be a gay issue. But because of HIV, there's always been this double stigma of yeah. like, not only could we get pregnant or get an STD, well, we can't could get not pregnant. get pregnant. Or but I mean, if we were straight, it would be all about pregnancy and STDs. It, right. Since we're gay, it's pregnant. It's <laughs> it's pregnancy still. <laughs> I've got it's, a little burpee. It's STDs, including HIV, which, you know, at one time was a death sentence and which fortunately is not anymore. But it's just a complicated issue because, look, condoms are terrible. They feel awful. I actually think I have an allergic reaction to some brands of condoms because I get... On your penis or yes, your butthole? Both. Both, actually. Because my butthole is what's really upset by them. Yes. When I get fucked with a condom, I hope my parents are listening to this one. Right. Um, it is extremely painful. And I'm yeah. like torn up for days. And I'd rather just not have anal sex. If the choice is anal sex with condoms or no anal sex, I'll take no anal sex. I'm right. very happy with oral. I can live the rest of my life just Blowing sucking people. dick and right. getting sucked. Um, but uh, speaking of sucking dick, Jeff. Okay. Another football player has come out of the closet. Ooh, uh, Katie, get ready for this. A top-level college football player, Scott France, um, has come out, and uh, he's a uh, where? Let's see, he's a sophomore. Where at Kansas State University? He plays for the Kansas State Wildcats, and he gave an interview to Holly Rowe of ESPN. Here's what he said: So, why now do you want to share your 
the rest of this with the world. Yeah. I ultimately am sharing the story because I want to reach out to all the other kids who are, who are just like me, um, who feel that they, they can't be accepted, they can't be loved because of who they are. I spent my whole childhood hating myself because of who I was. Uh, I was angry, I was mad, I was depressed at times. And I'm, I, I want to I share my message to tell other people my spot that, that, that you can be loved, you can be accepted, you can be who you are. And, and it, it's, not, it's just not a big deal anymore. Isn't that sweet? It's sweet, but I would answer his question better for him. I would say more athletes in his spot, college athletes or people that are in sports that are genuinely masculinized, mask, however you say that word, masculinized, uh, and where they feel that if they came out to the team, it would be more detrimental. Because to his point, it isn't that big of a deal anymore. Youth more and more is coming out at earlier ages in high schools and things like that. But I think that athletics still has like this uh, stigma, especially if you come out as homosexual. Well, interestingly, his coming out happened during a team-building exercise in which players were asked to reveal a secret about themselves that they had never shared before. Ah. So um, the very first time, that was like basically the very first time he said those words out loud, and it was in front of 110 football teammates. Um, and, uh, and they, he says they embraced him with open arms. Some of them embraced embraced him with open, open legs. legs and mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bottom. What's his position? Tight end receiver. Like, he, what is it? Bottom. I, mean. <laughs> I don't think it says that. Um, the coach of uh, Kansas State football, Bill Snyder, said that that information would not have kept him from being recruited. France is uh, one of two openly gay players in the uh, college athletics football bowl subdivision which was formerly known as division 1a it's the top level of right. u.s college football so he's not just a college football player he's like a he's a badass no, and that's my point like he's a bad i'm that's what makes me happy for the people that he's trying to reach out to yeah because he's reaching out more to to just regular youth but athletic youth that would sometimes try to hide that I think it's fantastic. I, I love whenever anyone comes out, but especially football players. I just think it's so great. <laughs> um, you have a whole different scenario going on in well, your head, though, don't you? Yes, there's yeah. the sexual okay. part of it, but then there's also just the, the fact that he is reaching football players. Who, reaching around? He's reaching around to other football players, <laughs> and that's a good thing. Um, Jeff, you and I need to talk about you. Listen, I've had this controversy on other radio it's shows some controversy before. that you generated. I am not concerned about it. So this was several episodes back when um, Three. we were speaking to Joey DeGrandis, who's a, a memory whiz. Uh, Joey has highly autobiographical memory. And at some point in the conversation, uh, Jeff used the word retarded. And uh, there, there were some postings about it in the Derek and Romaine Facebook page with a lot of people saying that they were deeply offended by it, including uh, uh, the mother of uh, a special needs uh, young man who said that it was really hurtful for her. And I kind of you you stayed out of the conversation on on Facebook, interestingly enough. I actually no, actually, I just don't often go to the Facebook fan page and read a lot of those postings because I do know that in the past when I've obsessed about what people have to say, it does upset me or I do feel feel defensive and then right. I uh, feel less uh, free with some of my conversations. I will say it wasn't meant to offend anybody. It was just. It's a word that I use, and it's it's probably careless and 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 hurtful to some people. Um, 
sometimes I do things out of shock value for stupid reasons or for whatnot, but that's part of ADD, Jeff. Well, I felt the need in in weighing in to to, um, mention the fact that I have a joke on my comedy album in which I use the word several times Mm -hmm. describing a guy at my gym. Um, The punchline of the joke is that I'm actually the retarded guy at my gym. Right. Um, And I'm also playing with the fact that the word is offensive and hurtful and sort of, you know, trying to take some of the sting out of it. Right. And I said on on the Facebook page, I, would, I, I wouldn't blame anyone who doesn't find the joke funny or is offended by it, but that's certainly not my intent either. And, and I'm always of the opinion that words in and of themselves are not harmful. Intentions are harmful. Right. So... Um, I mean, I've used the N-word on stage in my stand-up, and I've done it in front of black audiences and gotten applause mm-hmm. because of the way I'm using it, which is in, in a way that, that is clearly not hateful or racist. Right. Um, it's, a, it's very hard to explain how I use it. It's like a whole joke within a joke within a joke. But, but the point is, um, it is hurtful to people. And yes. I, as I get older and as I learn more, I try very hard not to use words that I know are trigger words for people. For instance, for years I used the word tranny. Yeah. I thought it was a perfectly sweet it's like term of endearment for a trans person. And then it became very clear to me over the past few years that it is not. That trans people hate that word. They find it um, demeaning and, and dehumanizing. So I stopped using it. And, and maybe I messed up a few times after I decided to stop. Right. But at this point, I basically never use it. We can learn not to use words that we that we come to understand are hurtful for sure and uh i mean to explain it further and make it sound even more whatever sad i mean the people that were offended are not the people that i was talking about i'm not talking about people that have mental challenges or difficulties in life uh you know or anything like that i'm talking about people that lack common sense when i use that word i'm talking about those that lack common sense or that are are sometimes just a little slow. on Like everybody has that friend that it takes them the extra 30 seconds to get the joke. Right, but that's, that's, that's the same argument as people who say... I know, I know. I'm, I'm calling you gay, not because you're homosexual, but because it, you're bad. You know, like that's so gay, meaning that's so stupid or that's so wrong. I don't think and it's the same as that. It is the same because retarded actually means something. It, it was used for hundreds of years to mean mentally challenged. And so... Even if you're, and you are using it that way, you're just not using it to someone who has a clinical diagnosis. Exactly. So, I know it's a. It, I can't explain myself out of it. I do apologize for those that were offended. That's that's all I can say. I, I will try not to use the word again. Uh, and as but will I, I can't promise that it's it's not going to jump out. It it. I grew up with that vocabulary. Well, and it's, it's not meant. To. What's interesting is that even Howard Stern, who's like the king of the politically incorrect, and and you know says whatever he wants. For years, he's had two guests on his show, Wendy the Retard and Gary the Retard, right. and, and they're both actually mentally challenged adults who are fans of the show, and um, and he plays games with them, and that that in and of itself has invoked a lot of criticism, but my defense of Howard, because I've always loved Howard, is that what other show even features mentally challenged people? Okay, you see, know, like, now you're going way far off, though. I mean, comparing what he does, I think it's worse the way he does it is because he's actually exploiting them and their disability. Well, or, or We can get into that in a second, but my point in telling you this is that he no longer calls them that. Right. He calls Wendy, Wendy the slow adult, and he calls Gary, Gary the conqueror. 
And he made that decision like a couple years ago and he stuck to it. And from now on, they are no longer the R word. Um, all I can say about Howard is that he treats everyone the exact same way. Right. He treats lawyers and businessmen and politicians and prostitutes and thieves and mentally challenged people all the same. He's fascinated by them. He wants to know everything about what's going on in their lives. He wants to know like what motivates them. And, um, and so there's a certain democracy in the way he deals with people that, to me, takes any kind of meanness out of it. Because he would rather have Wendy on the air, you know, for two hours than right. some stupid celebrity who's just promoting her movie. For sure. And again, it's like, well, who else is, is having Wendy on the air or, or Gary or finding out about their lives? And, and how do they make money? Where do they work? Do they work? You know, what, what, is, what is their lifestyle like? I feel like that's no different than having uh, a gay person on or a person of color or a, or, or a disabled person and finding out sort of what, it, what are your challenges? What makes you tick? I think it's very humanizing. Yeah, no, I think so. And I think we could probably do a whole separate segment on this on another show about just some of the offensive words that people try to use in comedy or sometimes forget that it's inflammatory uh, and, you know, how that affects society at large. Because, I mean, there's a whole other rabbit hole we could go down here and other things I would choose to discuss, but I know we have a, a big agenda here. So. Yeah, no, you're right. And and as a comedian, this is a really important issue for me because I I hate feeling censored. I hate feeling like I can't say certain things. And like I said earlier, to me, it's about intention. So um, I hope that anyone who sees my comedy show or listens to my comedy album comes away from it feeling that I, I come from a place of love and I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to belittle anyone. Um, who doesn't deserve it? I mean, I do sometimes, <laughs> you know, I'm going to belittle Donald Trump. I'm going to belittle Ann Coulter. I'm going to belittle people that I find Antonin harmful. Scalia. Yeah. And Antonin Scalia. Yes. There are people <laughs> who I think are harmful to other people. Um, and I try to make those people my targets. I never want to make someone who's already down uh, a target. I don't want to, you know, a lot of comedians get on stage and tell jokes about how homeless people smell. To me, that's not funny. That's it's just a, the reality of the fact that they don't have a home and they can't shower. Right. So it's about choosing your targets wisely. But listen, I fuck up all the time. I cross the line. If I were to do my comedy album again, if I were to release that album again, I probably wouldn't have that track on it. That was December 2015. And in just the last year and a half, I've learned enough to know that like the R word is really hurtful for some people. And I... And, I just shouldn't do the joke. There's plenty of other jokes I can do that don't use that word. Okay. But speaking of language, the London subway system, known as the TFL, has um, is is phasing out their uh, their recording. They have a recording on the subway that says "Ladies and gentlemen," and instead they've decided to go gender neutral, and they've asked their staff to use phrases like "Good morning, everyone," instead of "Ladies and gentlemen." And this decision came after various activists, including an LGBT charity called Stonewall, not to be confused with the Stonewall Bar in New York City, um, campaigned for the change, claiming that although ladies and gentlemen was polite, it was outdated and belonged to yesterday. And uh, the mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, this is the Muslim mayor who Donald Trump is always feuding with, um, expressed concern that some of the customers did not feel comfortable about how certain station announcements were made. Now, there are a number of people nowadays who are not identifying as either male or female. 
They're identifying as gender non-conforming. Have you heard of this yet, Jeff? I have. Uh, go ahead. I'll let you I finish. actually know several. In the, in the Gay Men's Chorus, there are several members who are gender non-conforming and who prefer the pronoun, not just prefer, they ask that you call them by the pronouns they, them, and theirs Wait, instead hold on. of he or she. No, singular person. What, what do I they. do? They. Oh, okay. Like I have a friend named Larry, and Larry wants to be referred to as they. As in, they, did you invite Larry? Yes, they are coming to the party. Okay. Now, now what if I was going to combine grammar <laughs> po- police with well, that's my problem. That's, with... that's my problem because I'm a grammar Nazi. And <laughs> to me, they is wrong because yes, it's, it's singular. It's misleading. Right. And I'm fine with coming up with a gender neutral pronoun, which some people have done. Some people like to go by Z. Okay. I've um, heard of that. Which I'm okay with. But um, I, I, any, any language that is confusing or misleading is a problem for me. Um, however, I will do my best to c- refer to Larry and other people who want to be referred to as they as they. I'll do my best. It's, I, I can't promise it. And, and like, just like the conversation we were having, it right. comes with time and practice. But I found a TED Talk online by someone named Becky Stromer. I love TED Talks. Hold on. Let me write this down. Becky Stromer. Go I don't actually know... Becky's preferred pronoun, so I'm going to just use they, but but Becky is a gender non-conforming electrical engineer who lives in Denmark, and this is a little bit of her, uh, of, excuse me, of their TED Talk. And realizing that my femininity completes me just as much as my masculinity does, and just because I take on some feminine traits sometimes, it doesn't negate any of the masculine traits that I have as well. So it's creating that own box for myself that has empowered me. But I get it that it's really hard to move away from this binary. We've been taught it since we were so tiny. I mean, we've been given basically a starter kit, right, from when you're a kid. These are the colors that you like. These are the toys that you like. This is the job you will have. It's really easy to take that on and be like, great, perfect, I'm just going to do that. So I get that it's really hard, but I think we need to take the time just to have that second thought and say, is this, you know, is, is this actually my, my identity or is this something that has been defined for me through society? If you see Becky, they look like, um, to me, a very pretty lesbian with very short hair wearing a man's suit. Um, so very much between the male and the female. Okay. Go ahead, Jeff. Here's a few things. First of all, if I know Becky personally and Becky has corrected me and told me that they would prefer to be identified as they, then I should respect Becky's wishes and, and address her as such. They as such. Um, however, I don't think the general salutation or greeting at the subway that talks about ladies and gentlemen is any way offensive to anybody, whether it be gender nonconformists, gay, lesbian, transgender, sexual, whatever. All those people, whatever. I, all of us. It's, they're talking about society at large. Men and women, boys and girls, whatever. I guess maybe that's what their, their beef is, but it's trying to... It's, it's like this argument about the gay pride flag. Like, now we have to add... Or people are, are debating whether we should add the black stripe. But everybody talks about how the gay flag was all-inclusive to begin with, so we don't have to add the black stripe. Well, that's the same thing with ladies and gentlemen. It's supposed to be all-inclusive, and if I know you personally and you prefer a different pronoun, I will gladly call you by a different pronoun. 
I don't think it's about being offensive. I think it's about being as inclusive as possible. And I don't disagree with what you just said, by the way, but I think it is tricky. It's, it's you know, when we talk about, well, the general society is this, we often leave out a lot of people. We leave out people of color a lot of times. We leave out people who are gender non-binary, trans people, and so, and so forth. Do, do I think ladies and gentlemen is offensive? Absolutely not. But I'm not Becky. I'm not someone who Someone's identifies as neither left. male nor female. And I'm te- I'm going to be honest with you. I struggle with this concept. I struggle with it. I it's I am a typical human being who sees everything as black or white, black and white, male and female, he or she, straight or gay. I mean, even you know, Lexi here is bisexual, and I I take her at her word. She I believe that she's bisexual, but I still struggle with the concept of how you can be attracted to both because I myself and everyone I know is so attracted to one or the other. So it's the same with gender. It's like I I can I can conceptualize this this idea of not being able to feel one or the other, but it's hard for me to know what that would look Here's like how or I how you would live it. your life that way. I would put it this way, like is if if you have to define yourself in order to go to the doctor, then you shouldn't or be offended when we address people as ladies and gentlemen. When you make an appointment for your annual physical, you're either making an appointment for your gynecologist and your mammogram, or you're making a, a, a fucking doctor's appointment for the, the, the doctor to do the prostate exam for you, whatever. You know, it's, it's a male or female thing well, that you do when you go to the doctor. You can't go by that because... Why not? Because my friend Josh, who was, excuse me, Jay, who was on last week... Right. Jay is a man, but Jay sees a gynecologist because he has a vagina. Right. So that doesn't make him a woman. True. So, but he's covered by both terms, ladies and gentlemen, is all I'm saying. Like, he is, there's... but he's not gender nonconforming. He conforms to a gender. He is male. He identifies as male. Ugh. Becky does not. My friend Larry does not. I, I'm not saying I understand it, but... It, I, I don't understand it, <laughs> which is why I'm getting frustrated. <laughs> It's tough. And it seems like it never ends, right? It seems it like there's always like one more ends. thing that we have to um you know, I think as a gay as gay people we have to be as sensitive and as um open-minded as we can because there are plenty of people in this country who look at us and say that we're freaks and we're weird and they don't understand us and they don't want to make any kind of accommodation for us including letting us get married. Um so I think it's it's just a, a a it's more to me it's more of an intellectual puzzle than anything else is trying to make sense of what it means to be neither male nor female. Okay, let me ask you this: You're in a business meeting with Becky Stromer, and you refer to her as Miss or whatever, and she them. corrects you and says they or them right. or whatnot, and you're about to either do a business deal with her or not do a business deal with her. Them, them. Okay, sorry, I'm trying. <laughs> What what are the actual real thoughts going through your mind? Like, wow, what? I mean, well, I we think, just met, and that's the first thing. But that's like, Jeff. You that's introduce a, your homosexuality the first time. That's exactly what I was going to say. So that's like saying uh, you work you work uh, for a company that's very conservative and very uptight. Are you going to come out or are you going to stay in the closet? Becky has a choice. Becky can come out as a gender nonconforming person and say, actually, I prefer they them that theirs. Right. Or Becky can say can just go along with ma'am and let them assume that she's female. And uh, Becky didn't really address that. I mean, the fact that Becky's name is Becky is a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing. And, and again, it's the same with my friend Larry. If you saw Larry, Larry very much presents as a man, whereas men's clothing has right. men's grooming, men's haircut. Um, and we went on a date, actually. And in the middle of the date, Larry let me know that they 
identify as gender nonconforming. And the weirdest thing happened to me. I became less attracted. I would have too. Even though it, nothing about the external changed. But you but, had but the idea. knowing that there was a female somewhere in there, because I'm so binary and I'm such a, a dualist, I, I couldn't get excited anymore about Larry. Maybe I would have been freaked out because I, as soon as he said that, I would have immediately, as soon as they said that, I would have immediately assumed that also translates into asexual and of no, of no desire to have sex with man or no, Larry's woman very, or Larry's, Larry's very sexual. They just identify with a female side as much as a male side. So these issues are out there. London is responding. London is a much more liberal. England is a much more liberal place than the United States, especially at the moment. But um, but that's what's happening, and that's what's out there in the culture, and we're bringing it to you here on the Adam Sank Show. Um, I want to get to our guest now. Uh, we have a very special guest today who many of you know if you follow me on Facebook because he and I, and it is he, not they, uh, he and I are often photographed together. And for some reason, everyone thinks that we're a couple or wants us to be a couple. We are not... But we are non-sexual life partners. Because you often leave off the non-sexual part, and then you will put a caption into a picture, my life partner. No, yes. never. Oh, it, it's oh, always non-sexual life partner. Anyway, please welcome Realtor to the Stars, Scott Hernandez. Come on. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Get, get close to the microphone, Scott. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a hot minute since I've been in a sauna, so this is lovely. <laughs> I know, right? This is the it's only horrible. time Scott's been in a sauna where there hasn't been sex going on. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, it's still early. I just got here. <laughs> Scott, why do you think everybody wants us to be a couple so much? I think because we post a lot. We're always together. We live across the street from each other, and some people say we look alike. You're welcome. <laughs> we look nothing alike. <laughs> people say we do. I don't know why. Scott is, is Italian and Sicilian. No, what are you? I'm I'm Puerto Rican and Sicilian. It's pronounced Hernandez. <laughs> He doesn't see. speak a word of Spanish. See, see. <laughs> Just one. And I'm a Jew. Uh, so I don't see any resemblance. I think I'm much better looking. You could pass for Latino. I do hear that. And actually, Latino people come up to me on the street all the time and start speaking Spanish for no reason. When I'm not tan, people mistake me for Jewish. It's the nose. Yeah, yeah. you have a big old nose. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> Maybe they want this to happen because the pictures you guys take and the fun it seems that you guys have when you post these things is what people would want out of a, a romantic relationship with another person. So they're projecting their own desires and wishes upon the relationship in which you choose to post. Well, about. and in many ways, Scott is my, my partner. I mean, we do, <laughs> I spend more time with him than anyone else other than my dog. And because we're both single, if one of us needs a plus one, we usually go with the other. Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, we're right across the street from each we, other. That's a big part of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you if go. you lived anywhere else, I don't think we'd even be friends. Yeah, there was uh, a time, six months ago, I was going to move, and it was uh, a huge issue. It was traumatic. It was traumatic. <laughs> oh, on both ends. It was. Like, you guys were drinking wine and having tearful conversations. Oh, and when I say move, I mean two blocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were looking at a lot of different neighborhoods. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't going too far. 37th Street at most, which is 10 blocks away. So is he like paying half of your rent to keep you there he now? He should you be. Definitely not. I know. You should have. I mean, I watched the dog enough. Jesus. But for the record, Scott and I did try dating slash having <laughs> sex when we first met. Mm -hmm. We actually met on Grindr. Yes. Okay. And no but, syphilis but involved there, though, but right? But didn't meet face-to-face -face for months until months later, which is crazy because we live across the street from each other. Yeah. <laughs> and we hooked up a couple times, and then Scott 
really fell in love with me and <laughs> wanted a relationship with me and I just said and no. you freaked out. Since it's his show, I'm just going to nod <laughs> and just sit here and, and agree. But uh, I will say this. That's not what happened. When I first met Adam, right, we did, we met on Grindr and then, and then exchanged numbers, never like Actually met face to face, never spoke. Um, Typical Grindr relationship. Yeah. Yes. It's a, yeah. Uh, so I came home from a charity event. May may have had a couple drinks. I saw him walking his dog, and we made out. And I on the street on the street, yeah, mm. which is my go-to move, by the way. <laughs> uh, and I went home, and I was like, oh, "Wow, that was Adam Sank. That was Adam Sank." And I'm YouTubing all his clips. I saw every single one of his his uh, you know lines that are on on YouTube, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's Adam Sank." And what'd you think? Uh, I was I was impressed. I okay. laughed. Yeah, and then I got was to he know a good you. kisser? That's what he was asking. Um, I don't remember. I am a good kisser. <laughs> but actually, that's the main reason Scott and I are friends is that he finds me funny. Oh. Yeah, he laughs at my jokes. And whenever I have a new joke or uh, in some cases a, a whole new show that I'm about to do, I, I force Scott to listen to the entire thing. And if Scott doesn't laugh, <laughs> I know it's really not funny I'm, because he laughs at everything. everything. I I'm a good audience. I'm a good audience. Yeah. And Adam's one of the few people I can tolerate for long periods of time. Me too. Or not. It's, what, are, yeah. what are things in a person that you can't tolerate for an extended period of time? Oh, oh my God. God. So much. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much time do we have? Well, we've got plenty. <laughs> well, this is the the thing we most have in common is that we we hate most people why <laughs> well you do post some really hateful stuff about, so like even about those girls on the rooftop you posted some hateful stuff no about but them. that wasn't hateful that was just a, an observation that I millennials know, take too many goddamn pictures no scott and i so the key to scott and i in our relationship is that we um we go on facebook and we look at other people's <laughs> posts that we find <laughs> ridiculous and or annoying and then we screenshot them and send them to each other so we can discuss oh, them immediately and um <laughs> one of the people we do this the most to it, it, we can probably say his name right because he's he wants to be famous for this um, what's his tumblr do you know so i i try i just tried to find his tumblr and i cannot locate it and i have some sad sad news uh, but I can't find his profile on Facebook either. Oh, no, no. Other under all of his different names, nor can I find his boyfriends. All right, well, we'll just call him Christopher for now. Mm -hmm. And Christopher is a full-on sex addict who uses his Facebook page to describe in full detail all of his sexual escapades, which are extreme. Extreme. I, I mean extreme. Uh, yeah, now well, I feel jealous that I haven't gotten some of these. Well, the good news is there's a shining, shining light here. <laughs> Uh, his Snapchat is still up and running. <laughs> oh, thank God. So four hours ago, we oh, have... Show Jeff. What he, we, we I see it him, already. <laughs> him, st him stroking on video with the words, I'm about to spread this load all over my fried eggs and then devour that shit. And there's actual eggs wow. in the picture? No, no I think eggs. I've actually seen this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he gets involved in the crazy situations. For one thing, he has a remote control butt plug yeah. that he often wears and he gives the code to random strangers so people who are far away can just Text make it. make this thing in his yeah. ass vibrate whenever they want to. He like asked me if I wanted the code when I met him at a party, and I was like, mm, no thanks. Yeah, right, that's actually a big thing online. The code and the, the, the like for cameras yeah. when people are on camera, uh, you can tip them, and it'll go off. Allegedly, I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't so, know firsthand. So one of the things Christopher was doing for a while is he had a he had a regular job, I think for a law firm, a regular right? Job. Yeah, he was, yeah, I want to say like some sort of paralegal, but less than that. 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, but, and but, I'm getting in trouble for one word, the R word. And here we are, like, less than, regular job, no. blah, blah, blah. He, Go ahead. So he was regularly smoking pot at this job, which he yeah. would video and photograph, mm-hmm. having sex with desk. other people in on the desk, under the desk, in the bathroom. He had straight colleagues blowing him. This wow. is all according to and him. And vice versa. And vice versa. And he would post about it during the day from his job. He'd be like, here's me in the bathroom jerking off. Here's me getting blown under my desk. Yeah, his Snapchat is still like that. And he'd go for lunch in Times Square and have shots of tequila and ask people if anyone was in the area and wanted to do shots with him. It was, it was very insane. Wow. So... Then he announced that he was quitting his job because he found the job too repressive. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's exactly <laughs> and, what he said. I mean, wait, he's and, getting blowjobs right? under the desk. Like, what could be less repressed? I can't imagine any work environment where he could be less repressed than at one where he's smoking pot, drinking tequila, and having sex during the day. But he quit his job and decided he was going to become a, um, what, did, what does he call it? Like a... Amateur porn, like he, yeah, he he does amateur porn. He, he's on StraightChaser.com or some shit like that, right? No, well, he's coming up with his <laughs> own own like social media porn site called know? like Fuck. It's called Project Fuck. Project without, Fuck without the U. So the FCK. You can yeah, see Project it FCK. on. So is it F asterisk CK or what? Um, what's the that. so people can look it's, it up at home? It's Project FCK. Project FCK. So look that up on Tumblr and every other website. And he is convinced that he's going to make a million dollars. Yes. How? How do you monetize that? (laughs) Thank you. He thinks that he's so hot and that his he and his boyfriend are both so hot and that if they just post all these videos. And by the way, some of his videos are of him giving himself an enema. I mean, that's Uh, how. Yeah. It was a tutorial on how to prepare to bottom. Uh, that's what that was, right? I didn't yes. watch that one. I don't so, want to see the whole thing. I just throughout the day, Scott will just screen grab various things that Christopher has posted and send them to me, so that we can talk about how completely over the top and obscene it is. And Scott and I are no prudes, by the way. No. We're no brushing flower, blushing flowers. Oh, what's that? That's a so, video. Yeah. So this is a video. This is his Twitter feed, and it's a video. How can people follow him on Twitter? <laughs> you can say it. I'm sure he'd love it. Okay. His Twitter profile is. Topher Drew XXX. Okay. Like he's a real porn star or something. So, yeah. How many followers does he have? Um, just over 2,000 followers. Yeah, he's I've not making a million dollars. Shit. Yeah, he's not making a million dollars with 2,000 yeah. followers. But, but here's a video of him at Sip and Twirl in Fire Island, butt naked, walking around. In, in the crowd. And Sip and Twirl is just a bar. It's not a place where you... I've heard stories about this guy in Fire Island, apparently, because I've heard about the naked guy walking around that no one really wants to see naked. Yeah. Uh, he, no, he's got he's, a great little body. And, I mean, he's a cute guy. He's young, and he's got a nice penis. But I just... I'm a little bit concerned about his goals and about his expectations, because I just don't see how he's going to make a million dollars. And yeah. I think quitting his job was a mistake. Yeah. Maybe I want to see his business plan. But time will tell. I know, right? Um, another person <laughs> that we always talk about Recently, um, we're not going to say his name. He is a former porn star turned <laughs> actor. Who still I'm owes me a blow job, act- by the way. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. I see his name here on the list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why does he owe you a blow job? We were at a party after... We were at an after party after one of the parties, like Halloween party, and he had gone around the room, and I was like, I have to go. He's like, I owe you one. And He I- was blowing everyone at the party? Yes. I owe you one. 
was he on? He wasn't a Derek and Romaine guest, was he? Not that I know of. All right. So this guy, I don't know him very well. We we were. I out, thought you knew him very well. No, for we, years. we were. No, we were featured in the same documentary. That's a clue. Oh, as to his identity. But <laughs> I've known him for years. I really don't know him, but we're Facebook friends, or we were until this weekend. <laughs> Did you piss him off? Yes. He's such a sweet guy, though. He's really not. <laughs> I thought he was. <laughs> so the first thing he did was there's a gym in New York called, well, everyone knows Crunch Gym, right? So the location on 54th Street is one of the gayer gyms right. in New York City. It's right in the heart of Hell's Kitchen. And for many years, the steam room was notorious notorious for sex, for public sex, mostly oral. And everyone knew about it, and nobody had a problem with it. <laughs> Until... I don't go to that gym anymore. I haven't been in years, but I did go for years. And it was a nice thing at the end of your workout to you know, walk in and get blown. You know, And who, who, who was it hurting? It's a victimless crime. Well, he apparently had had enough of it. And he also, um, for some reason, witnessed shit in one of the showers or maybe twice. There was shit in the shower, which I don't see what that has to do with the steam room at all. But somehow he connected the two and he emailed the CEO who's personal email he had and he posted about it on facebook and he was like i'm putting a stop to this are you serious I, this is ridiculous i just want to he's like i went into the steam room today because my knee hurt which is such bullshit <laughs> and there were two guys blowing each other and they wouldn't stop even though i was standing there that's i'm like they probably recognized you because you're a fucking porn star former and and blowing well, people and how at parties. Do I thought I've only seen him in two or three. Actually, I just looked it up uh, yesterday because I was curious. Um, and I don't I don't, I I don't think it was a lot. Um, I don't think he was uh, huge, but he has he has a bunch out there. Yeah, no, I mean I I've definitely caught him on like uh, what Pornhub a few times. Yeah, in some of the random clips that I watched. So he's no. But he, he wasn't. He's like no nun. Eric Rhodes or somebody. Yeah, right. no. But he's no monk. Right. So for him to be busting. A, a, a public sex space that wasn't harming anyone. Um, and then literally later that day after he sent the email, a sign was hung at Crunch Gym, which Scott took a picture of <laughs> and sent to me. Oh, so you go to this gym. No, the funny story is... <laughs> you just threw your friend I under know, the bus. I know, I know. My God. I don't go to the gym, but after I saw his posting, I was like, oh, I have to check this out. So, because I've heard about this gym for a while, and I was like, all right, and I'm in the city. And wanted a reason to check it out. It's now, this summer. Was a good I haven't been in a steam room slash sauna for a while. I might as well go and check it out. So I went, and I signed up for a week free pass. And I was so excited. I went, to, I went into the locker room, and the first thing I see is the steam room's permanently shut down. Of course. Right? Dear members, the steam room is permanently closed. We're sorry for any inconvenience. And then he was so proud of himself. So, um, and, and again, like, I don't understand what the shit in the shower has to do with it. I've had sex in the steam room hundreds of times, and I've only shit in the shower once. <laughs> so I just feel like that's an unfair. But, um, but no, so, so uh, people were really pissed. I can imagine. And, uh, and he, and I don't care. I don't go to that gym anymore. It's just the principle of it bothered me because I feel like you're, you're sort of telling our gay secrets. Yeah, not only that, he, well, he got a lot of people on his side on his page but of course people who you know are going to agree with him people who are right. not going to agree are going to reach out like we did right no one's going to be like i'm a whore and i'm pissed at you <laughs> so he so then he sends out a mass facebook message right. trying to raise money on some fucking uh gofundme page for his movie or his video or whatever the hell he's working on okay and i wrote back um 
I would be more inclined to to donate, but you got the steam room at Crunch Gym shut down. <laughs> and he was like, you I did. didn't do that. That wasn't my fault. And I was like, wasn't it? <laughs> so that was that was the first thing that happened. Then this weekend, Scott sends me another screenshot. Oh, and na- this time, it's a woman on the New York City subway on the platform waiting for the subway with her dog. Now, in New York, there's a, there's a law that says you're allowed to bring dogs on the subway if they can fit into a bag. Right. So basically small dogs. Well, she has this giant dog, and it's basically inside this big duffel bag with the legs cut out. In the Ikea bag. So it's like wearing the bag. It's right. in the blue Ikea bag. But it's bag. like a sweet, friendly-looking dog that's not, again, not doing anyone harm. And um, he writes like, what the fuck is this bullshit? How did this woman even get past the security and the police? I don't fucking need this on my train, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, this time people were saying like, hey, what's the, what's the problem? Okay. And I commented, I go, as a dog owner and someone who has occasionally brought my dog on the subway when I had no choice and I had to get her from point A to point B, how is this a problem for you? What is this doing to you? There's, you know, when you get on the New York City subway, there's 20 subway cars. If you don't want to get on one with a dog, go to the other car right, or move exactly. away. There's exactly. plenty. You know, so he leaves this long, cunty reply to my comment where he's like, some dogs are vicious and they bite people and other dogs shit and piss. And but, but he's like coming up with like every possible scenario, none right. of which ever happen. You know. People are stabbed and slashed I've seen and more- pushed in front of trains every day by other people on the subway. When was the last time you heard a story about a dog causing a problem on the subway? I've seen more humans shit on the subway than I've seen dogs sit on the subway. This so, is my problem with so, the whole wait, So wait, so he goes, understand, Mr. Sank? And I wrote back, <laughs> yeah, I'm understanding that you're basically like a superhero who only fights victimless crime. First the steam room at Crunch Gym. Now this woman with her dog on the subway. What's next? Jaywalkers? <laughs> and his response is, attention members, I'm not the only one who complains, so don't blame me for this. About the Crunch steam room. Fitness 54th could have easily rehired the attendants that were a regular staple in the men's locker room. Who wants an attendant? closing down the steam room. Nobody and wants I that I commented bullshit. on that, actually. You'll see my comment, and I said... Did you email when you emailed the CEO whose personal email you still have? Did you happen to mention the attendance? He's like, actually, I did. It's it's a little ridiculous. But back to the dog post. My biggest problem with that whole scenario was that in the background of the picture, it said 148th Street or 145th Street. So it was an uptown stop. Right. And his caption was, this is the problem of people coming up to Harlem this is what or what coming uptown this is what's ruining our neighborhood right um, so that that alone was annoying um, because that's not what's ruining the neighborhood like are you kidding me and I think it I think it was kind of I don't know it was He's just looking for problems where there aren't any. And my feeling is, like, <laughs> if you want to solve problems, like, there's there's people who are homeless and hungry. Uh, we have a, a, a president who's, you know, destroying our democracy. There's a lot of shit going on right now. Like, get involved with a cause. Don't make your cause blowjobs in the steam room and dogs on the subway because these are not real problems. But after I left my comment about him being a superhero fighting victimless crime, which I thought was hilarious, he blocked me. Yeah. But also, he didn't take that photo. He grabbed it from the internet. How did you find that out? Because there's a whole, there was a whole, I think, BuzzFeed article about clever New Yorkers who found a way around the dog law for the subway. And that was one of the photos. She had the dog standing in an Ikea bag with the holes cut through 
So it would just look like a dog was standing there with an Ikea bag wrapped around it. Exactly. Well, so that's that. The other thing I want to bring up is that Scott is crazy. <laughs> Even though... <laughs> is that it? He, that was- <laughs> the end. Right. Even though Scott presents as a very sane person, he's actually <laughs> the most insane person that I know. And every once in a while... Um, he'll just go down a rabbit hole and it'll be my job to have to pull him out to the point where we actually decided we had to come up with a safe word <laughs> for when you were, for when you're acting truly crazy and I have to like remind you of all the other times you what's, acted. What's that safe I can't word remember. Again? I think it was like broomstick. We neither to, neither wow. of us know the safe right, word. Exactly. <laughs> but so here's a recent example and I want Scott to explain to the listeners why he went down this particular rabbit hole. And there's a follow-up story. I think I know which story you're going. There's a follow-up that just happened within a half hour of this. All right. Go. Oh, shit. Scott works as a realtor uh, for a very swanky real estate agency, which is currently featured on Million Dollar Listing, which is why Scott appeared on Million Dollar Listing in the latest episode, which is something we'll talk about in a moment. But... Um, Scott deals with people all the time who are looking to buy or sell or rent apartments. And it was Pride Week in New York City. And he was in a Facebook message discussion with someone who was, was he a renter? What was he looking? No, he was also a realtor. And he and I, uh, like, friend requested, one of us friend requested, I think I friend requested him. He was cute. And uh, (laughs) that was the the reason, not work related. Yeah. So I friend requested him. And um, we had a lot of friends in common. And so we started texting back and forth because we discussed that we were going to go for coffee. Mm-hmm. So Scott, in one With of these... a little me- dick on the side. <laughs> but anyway. Perhaps. So in one of these messages, Scott writes, writes, happy pride. Then Scott went into an absolute panic because he realized that he wasn't 100% sure that this person was gay. <laughs> that maybe- Even after arranging the coffee. Yeah, because it, it could just it be business, business, you know. Right, okay. People want to right, it wasn't like to me all the time, Jeff. The, the, te- the, text, <laughs> the texts weren't sexual or romantic okay. in any way. Mm-mm. So he came over to my house to watch 13 Reasons, which is the Netflix series that we both hate and yet could not stop watching. We watched the worst. all 13 episodes. It's the dumbest show After ever. episode one and there are 13 episodes... We were like, oh, this is awful. Let's Love keep watching. 13, 13 Reasons, reasons why? why. It's about. I love that series. I'm oh still God. mad at you for bad-mouthing that we series. We hated it. We so hated bad. it. It was so stupid. Oh, I hate you both. But anyway, Scott's like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I, I wish this guy a happy pride, and now I'm not sure he's gay. And I'm like, well, I'm sure that he's okay with it. If he's not, he'll just tell ignore you. It, right? He'll ignore it, or he'll just say, like, oh, I'm not gay. And Scott's like. I got to find out if he's gay. So then he's on his oh, Facebook shit. page for hours, like searching every post, every interaction. He's every looking picture. to see how many gay friends he has. And I'm like, Scott, you realize that if, if you wish a straight person happy pride, most times they won't even know what you're talking what you about. Mean. Right. And if they do know, that means they're gay friendly enough that they don't, don't care. care and they're not going to be insulted. But you were obsessed with this for days. days. Why did it take you days? Why didn't you just say, hey, I sent happy pride because I thought maybe you were on my side? Yeah, like that's what I would have said. I know, but I was freaking out because I don't know. I get sometimes I get like that. I'm just like, oh, he thinks I. I don't know that I only wanted to meet with him because I wanted to get with him or whatever, which I guess I did. <laughs> I need to hang out with him more often because I feel much more normal sitting next to him right oh, now. You have no idea. <laughs> so what's the update in the last? Oh half my hour? god! On the way here, and now mind you, I've never met this guy ever. <laughs> I've never met this guy in person. We've just became friends on Facebook. 
you know, he's in the industry. I'm in the industry. We've been texting. Oh, and since then, he's texted text me back and said, hey, hey, bro, are we going to get coffee? Hey, bro. And all his, all his updates on Facebook, by the way, because I, I was then convinced once I did my hour research into his Facebook page Only was hour. that he was straight because there was one about um, someone saying, oh, someone wants to know what my girlfriend would be like or whatever. And all his posts were like, hey, bro stuff, bro stuff. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy's totally straight. <laughs> so he reached back out to me. He liked some of my things on Facebook. I was like, all right, he doesn't like he's not freaked out or anything. On my way down here, I ran into him. Mind you, we've never met in person. This I was is like, so exciting. I was like, hey, hi. And we said hello. I was like, oh, I'm actually going to uh, do a radio show. He's like, oh, uh, did you go to the Pines party last night? Oh. We were going to go. And uh, I said, oh, no, I didn't go. The Pines Party, for those of you who don't live here, is a major circuit party that happens every summer in Fire Island. Yeah. And he said, oh, we're on our way to Boxers. uh, Me and my friend are going to Boxers. So I was like, okay. So are you going to get him now? We should go chase him after the show. We'll see. (laughs) Cut to Scott at Boxers in 10 minutes. Yes, in in 15 (laughs) minutes. I would be, yes, I'd be running. (laughs) So are are you relieved and happy to know that you did not destroy him by wishing him a happy pride. Yes, I am very. And that you relieved. still have a chance. That's the better part. That and that I still have a chance. And there by the way, go. every time <laughs> Scott goes crazy like this, it always turns out fine. It does every it does. single time, and that's why I want to have a safe word to remind you of all the other times when you went insane. I know. I think it's too much caffeine. No, it does it to me too. Well, you drink a lot of cold brew. I do. I just I just chugged one before I came in, so I'd be extra crazy. But right. here, but what's weird about Scott is, so if you meet Scott, he comes off as this incredibly outgoing, confident, uh, social person, and yet he is the most insecure person you've ever known. <laughs> wow, you're such that's a cool a, friend. But that's yeah, true, know, right? I'm God, come, I wish come on my radio right. show. It'd be great. So I could talk about all your insecurities. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm not wrong, right? Like you obsess over what other people think. I do. I do obsess over it, which is, you know, perfect. I want people for... to like me, but otherwise, fuck it. <laughs> but I will tell you this. There are a lot of times, like when I'm at an open house, I'm a realtor. When I, I'm at an open house today, I was at my, uh, an open house. When it needs to go on, it's go on. on. I know my stuff. I'm confident. My friend... My friend stopped by today, and I gave him the tour as though they were buyers. And afterwards, I got a text, and they're like, wow, you're an amazing agent. because I know my stuff. When I'm confident and I know my stuff, the insecurity goes away. Well, that's a little bit like an actor or a comedian. You know, when you're on stage, you're fine. But when an you're, actor. But when, you have but all when, the emotions. <laughs> that's but when you're off stage, you're like a bundle of, of nerves and insecurity. Yes. And I just yes. don't think you should be. I mean, I, I don't bring this up to shame you. I bring this up because I want you... To remember how great you are and oh. to remember that you don't need to worry so much about what other people think because other people have a very favorable impression of you. And if they don't, as fuck Jeff em. said, who gives a fuck? Right. I know. Well, I will tell you this. I'm getting uh, to the point, like I went to Fire Island for a week. I remember years ago, my first time on the island in the Pines, because I've been going to the island my whole life. My aunt and uncle owned a house there. Um, in the Pines, my first share was 10 years ago this summer, right? And I remember every for tea, I dress up. I have a different outfit, three outfits a day. You know, really made sure I had all my shirts. This time, like 
I am so at the point. I was like, I I don't even think I went to tea twice. <laughs> I was like wearing my old navy t-shirt. I was like, I do not care, care. anymore. Good. So, oh yeah, I'm at the point where it's it doesn't exhausting even matter. going through life that way. My my thing was, if you don't want to have sex with me, fine. I'm exhausted anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And yet you still had sex. I've never <laughs> been to Fire Island or the Pines or anything yet. How I've been, is that possible, I've been here like Jeff? fucking 11 years now. You should go out for just a day because I want it is to. very I want beautiful. To. It's yeah. a it's a it's It'd a wonderful be trip because you're on the train for like an hour and a half and then you're on a ferry for the last 30 minutes and that's just a great way to <laughs> to arrive. Why are you laughing? Well, because I was thinking about how many other ferries I could be on here in Manhattan without having to get on the actual ferry. But this is a really nice <laughs> Yeah, ferry. but that's great on the way there. On the way back, you want to You want to kill, kill yourself. yourself. Yeah, it's exactly. pretty bad. That's the thing. I, you know, yeah. So, Scott, we just have a couple minutes left, but I want you to explain to our listeners why they saw you on TV on Million Dollar Listing oh. last, this past, uh, well, last Thursday, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, which is, which so, is the realtor you work with? Which one? Uh, Steve Gold. Okay. Yeah, so uh, my boss, uh, who I work for at Town Residential, is Steve Gold, who replaced Luis Ortiz on Million Dollar Listing. So this is the first season he's on it. He's hot. And um, he, uh, I filmed with him for one episode for a clip, so I was on a, a clip. So if you watch Million Dollar Listing, Scott was the one who got into a bathtub uh, in the $13 million, the $13.5 million apartment. In and his they, suit. And they sort of edited it to make him look like he was a buyer, but actually he's on Steve's team. Yeah, I was, uh, I was a buyer's agent uh, when I went through. Uh, but, you know, they edited it uh, a specific way. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was nice being on the show. And uh, it was uh, interesting to see yourself on TV. Yeah, how was that? I was watching it with you, and I think I was m- way more excited than you were. Yeah, I th- I don't love myself uh, hearing myself on TV, my voice, or seeing myself. Sometimes I do. It- <laughs> I love you love it. you love watching me on TV. No, I love watching myself. <laughs> I hate it. I I'm with you. I hate the sound of my own voice. Oh, it's horrible. So a lot of people are like that. I know uh, major actors. Some are like that. Can't watch themselves in movies. Um, I think that's how I would be. So I was pretty shocked to see everyone's like, "Oh, you look so handsome." For me, like when I look in the mirror, I'm always looking straight on. The camera was always to the right of me, and the right side in my head is my worst side. The left side is always my best side. That's why I always <laughs> take those selfies that way. Um, so it was it it. I've stopped eating since the episode because I thought I looked fat. <laughs> Which is typical, Scott. I thought you looked great, and uh, and I'm very proud of you for um, you know Scott completely changed his career. He uh, worked in finance for many years, and he was miserable. And he just up and quit, passed his real estate exam first try, yep. like got it faster, got it, got his license faster than anyone, and has been really doing great so far. So I'm Thank I'm you. very proud of you. And so look for Scott on Million Dollar Listing. And how can people find you? Uh, on the internet if they want to follow you. So I am Scott Hernandez on Facebook and on Instagram I am Scott X Hernandez. All the gold group has X's in their names. So Scott X Hernandez. Uh, you could also follow Steve X Gold. Um, and on Twitter. And on Twitter I am Scott NYNY. So follow him because Scott really wants to be famous more than <laughs> even more than me. And uh, he he you know, he's not an actor, he's not a comedian, but he's a realtor. And he's going to be a famous realtor if he has anything to say about it. <laughs> I think his dream is to be the next uh, star of Million Dollar Listing. Uh, Scott Hernandez, thank you for coming in. You are a delight. Thank, thank you. Thank you yes. for being my non-sexual life partner. ADD Jeff, Katie, 
Lexi, Bye. JB, thank you for all your hard work. Um, hopefully the next time you hear us, we will be in sweet, sweet air conditioning. Um, on next week's live episode, my guest will be Scott Lowell, who played Ted on Queer as Folk. Wonderful actor who will tell us all about what uh, making that show was like. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Adam Sank. And all things Adam Sank at adamsank.com. Buy my album, Adam Sank Live at the Stonewall Inn. Thank you for listening and have a fabulous week, bitches. <laughs>